What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? You are tuned in to the Arrowhead Chief Podcast, episode 175. This is the Super Bowl recap plus offseason talk show. Um, we got special guests coming on with us today. We're going to have a lot of things to get into. Without further ado, let's talk Chiefs. Yeah, Arrowhead Chiefs. It's your girl, Miss Nicole. Call okay. me a hustle, baby. Uh-huh. Started from the Start bottom, now we here. My homie at the start of his career. Let's go. Try to win him early, hit the truth. Uh-huh. Tuning every Sunday for the juice. Arrowhead Chiefs Podcast, bringing all the news. Yes, if you miss the play, come back for reviews. Chris here record for the crew post game highlights go subscribe on youtube if you missed the play come back for reviews post game highlights go subscribe on youtube and we are back arrowhead chief podcast episode 175 super Bowl recap and off-season show we got a special guest Ed Easton Jr. from USA Today SMG. What's going on, Ed? How you doing, man? How's it going, Chris? Uh, Join another championship. How about that? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, it's always good to, you know, celebrate another Super Bowl win from the Kansas City Chiefs, and hopefully we looking forward to next year, a three-peat, you know, so. Um. Let's go ahead and get into it, man. Uh, last week, I kind of, me and Wildcard Mark kind of already gave our Super Bowl recap, but I wanted to bring you on to, you know, you give um, what your recollection of the, of the Super Bowl was. Well, you know, it was, it was pretty much a a mirror of what the season was about. Uh, mm-hmm. If you look at what the team was, you know, it started off in a lot of uncertainty, what was going on on offense, uh, a lot of question marks regarding that. The game kind of progressed that way, and then towards the end, you kind of saw the grit and the um, the Super Bowl experience that this team has. The main guy, you know, I'm just going by what happened in the fourth quarter. Uh, Mahomes being Mahomes, Travis Kelsey reminding everyone everyone why he's the best tight end in the game still. You know, mm-hmm. I know floating around for some reason retirement, and that's nothing he's even thought of. Same thing with Andy Reid, um, and I, I also a guy that I've brought up plenty of times and, you know, I've gotten a lot of flack on your show, Marquez Valdez-Scanling. Yeah. Yeah. He plays throughout this postseason and uh, another big one in the Super Bowl. So it's just those type of things kind of reminded you, like, this is a veteran team. They're a scary team. No matter, even if they're not having their best season, they have guys that know how to win. And pretty much Mm -hmm. that's what you need in the NFL. And when you get to the Super Bowl, when you get to the playoffs, you need guys that know how to win. So you got mm-hmm. MBS, you know, Kelsey, and then you get McCole Hardman, you know, a guy that's won two Super Bowls in the past, a guy that everyone's much forgotten over the uh, season because of injuries. He was on IR right after the trade from the Jets. But mm-hmm. uh, he's one of those guys that you just can't forget. And I just thought the way the game progressed, it, it reminded you so much of that first meeting they had against the 49ers. Yes, it's different mm-hmm. football, but – the way they came back, the way that they made the big plays, and uh, the only the only extra icing on the cake was that it was a, uh, it, I think it's like the second longest uh, Super Bowl game of all time, and it had overtime. So mm-hmm. things like that are what you what you look at. So I thought, you know, I'm not too surprised. I had the Chiefs going in regardless. I know everyone's like San Francisco. It was this, it was a year. I just feel like when you have all those elements involved, it it, it doesn't mm. matter. You put the X's and O's out of the window. You got guys that know how to win to have that grit. So that's what mattered. Yeah, I thought you know once the Chiefs got past Baltimore, um, I just I just felt like that they were just too battle tested. And you know they've been here before. You know Brock Purdy. You know a few of the 49ers have been here. Kyle's been there. Um, Fred Warner has been there. Nick Bosa has been there. You know a few other people have been there on that team. Um, but I just feel like the Chiefs were just way more battle. Even the gauntlet that they went through in the playoffs, I just thought they were way more battle tested. And I just felt like the 49ers, they were coming in, limping in. They weren't like looking good in these first two games. Like Green Bay probably should have beat them. Detroit definitely should have beat them. Like, you know, and uh, kudos to Steve Wilkes. He got the defense, you know, looking good in the Super Bowl, you know what I'm saying? Because it was a struggle for about, probably about three and a half quarters for the offense. So, 
I give Steve Wilkes that I personally don't think he should have got fired. I feel like he was scapegoat. Um, but um you're right. It is just it was just a microcosm of everything that happened this season with the Chiefs. Now the offense was bad, the defense keeping us in the game, you know, making it 10 to 3 at halftime, which was huge. Um, and then coming in the second half, some things just bounced our way, you know, with the with the muff punt, you know, the punt coming bouncing off the defender's leg. That was the turning point to me. That was, you know, NVS scoring on the next play. We needed that. Um, some of the unsung heroes that don't get praise on the team, like Trent McDuffie, he was probably the MVP of this game. If you really want to talk about it, because he made some crucial plays in this game against D Samuels and um and against Brock Purdy on that, that what third and four, third and fourth down uh play, he you know blitzed on Brock Purdy and made it made them uh kick the field goal. So um it was just guys and then Chris Jones making several plays, stopping touchdowns, you know what I'm saying? That was huge in this game. So that play um, by Chris Jones, yeah, it's, it, yeah. talked about a lot more because that's a touchdown mm-hmm. if he doesn't put any pressure on Purdy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because two guys are open. Like Jennings yeah. is open and Ayuk is wide open in the back of the end zone because uh, Snead slipped. He slipped and fall, fell. And so Brandon Ayuk is wide open in the back of the end zone. So, yeah, it was just everybody showed up when they needed to show up. Nico Harmon, he showed up on that big – you know, we weren't able to get a touchdown on that because of the Pacheco fumble. But it was just a lot of things in this game that um, the block punt. That was huge. You know, uh, even the Christian McCaffrey fumble, that was huge because they were driving down the field. They get seven right there. The momentum is, like, really on their side. So it kind of took a back, you know, some of their momentum. Now we end up fumbling football, too. But still, you know, that that took seven off the board for them. And it took them a trick play that probably should have been uh, a legal man downfield. But we ain't going to get into that. But – Took him a trick play to get seven on the board and get going because defense was just playing too, was playing really well. So I just think it was a microcosm of everything. And then finally, Mahomes, you give Mahomes too many chances, he's gonna get you. You know, it's just like when Tom Brady was on the Patriots, you give him too many chances, the greats always prevail at the end. And that's what happened, man. I was, I was surprised at the fact that they wanted the ball first in overtime. Yeah, like. Because you know the rules, and you know that both teams are going to have the ball no matter what, even if it's a touchdown. I was shocked that they said they wanted the ball first, knowing that you have Patrick Mahomes, knowing how much he needs to win the game, and they allowed it to happen. So even at the the, the flip of the coin, I was really shocked by that part. Um, also, yeah. I just got to give um, a kudos to Nick Allegretti playing with a torn UCL. Yeah, and man. played extremely well. He kept Mahomes upright for the most part. And and mind you, this is Joe Tooney who was supposed to be in that spot, but he couldn't play in the game. But for mm-hmm. uh, great to just go in there and, and play, and that's amazing. And I think that's one of those unsung heroes type of moments. And also Harrison Bucker for the longest field goal in Super Bowl history. Yeah. Connected oh, with money. These are things. These, yeah, are, these, are, these little things matter. Marquez Valdez-Scantling touchdown. Um, you look at what this team, they're a team, you know, we always like to throw that around, but these guys knew what they were doing. They trusted each other. I mean, I know they always pan to the sideline. They see them yelling at each other all the time. You saw Chris Jones getting into it. The infamous Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid bump. I mean, this is how they are. They, they're a family. They're going to fight. They're going to argue. I think Rasheed Rice and Patrick Mahomes had went at it for a little bit, but you love this. Yeah. You guys want to yeah, win. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you know, Rice yeah. a rookie, but he still had – he had to say some stuff to Mahomes, and Mahomes mm-hmm. didn't back down either. I, I love the – this is the type of team they've been all year from training camp to now. Some people mm-hmm. don't like it. They think it's too much emotion on the sidelines, but every team does, except there's more yeah. cameras on the Kansas City side. That's just really what the difference is. Yeah, yeah. Um, the whole Rasheed Rice thing, you know, you like that from your rookie, man. He just showing passion that he wants to win. And he was wide open, but at the same time, the snap, you know, Creed, he rolled the snap on his foot. He had to get the ball out quick to Travis Kelsey. So I understood that. But no, man, it was just, you know, it was just, you know, San Francisco. And I agree with you. I didn't understand them taking the ball first. 
Um, like Nani said in the comment section, you know, it was a bad look that some of the players said they didn't know the overtime rule. And that overtime rule has been in for a couple years now. <laughs> like, like, I mean, you should know that rule. You know what I'm saying? You're a professional football player. I would think you would know some of the rules. At least the team should be having a meet. Look, fellas, this is the rules for overtime, blah, blah, blah. They should be doing that in training camp, like going over the rules and if we get in these situations, that's why Kansas City Chiefs are always more prepared than everybody because Andy, he's very detailed. He'll go over that type of stuff. Yo, this is what we do if we could, we have an overtime situation, if we have this situation, and that's why they win the Super Bowls right now. So, and Andy mentioned like I said, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went to the analytics coordinator right before the uh, end of regulation. And he went through the process. He said, oh, should, you know, should we take the ball first? Shouldn't we take the ball first? He ran it through those guys. So he has a lot of trust in his staff and guys that are mm-hmm. unsung heroes. I mean, who thinks of the analytics, analytics coordinator in that time period? You know, and you're, you're talking about overtime in the Super Bowl, and he's checking for, that, for his thoughts. So, uh, like I said, it goes back to trust. It goes back to what this team is about. And it made a difference. It really did. No, it did. No, it definitely did. Um so yeah, it was a good it was a great game though. It was a very good game. And you know, San Francisco, they 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 played their asses off. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, when you put a, you put the game in 15's hand at the end, you know, the inevitable is gonna happen nine times out of ten. So all right, man. Uh I wanted to touch on the Super Bowl parade now. I know, you know, for the vast part part of the parade, it was great until the end. You know, what I'm saying, unfortunately, we had a tragic shooting. Um, some uh, people decided they wanted to come to the parade and get into it with each other and pull guns out. And unfortunately, a, a, a woman, uh, her name, her last name was Lopez, Miss Lopez. I'm sorry, I think it's Lisa Lopez. I think her name was. Um, she ended up losing her life. I know her a couple of her kids, her daughters got uh, shot in, in in the line of fire too. And it was like 22 people that got, you know, you know, was unfortunately shot. I think it was like nine kids uh, were in, uh, hit with gunfire. And it's an unfortunate situation because it was a beautiful parade. You know what I'm saying? Uh, everybody was like, they was having a good time. Willie Gay walking around with his shirt off and his shoes off, uh, you know, Isaiah Pacheco with the goat, <laughs> walking around with the goat in his hand and, you know, walking around with the fans and everybody was having a good time. The speeches, you know, Chris Jones, somebody he coming back. We'll see, <laughs> you know, Travis Kelsey looked like he was just done. Yeah, he could barely talk. Uh, him and Patrick Mahomes was swaying back and forth. But uh, like I said, it was just unfortunate that it had ended on you know a situation like that such a beautiful day on a beautiful day with everybody coming together kansas city coming together because that parade is not just you know about the kansas city chiefs winning it's about everybody in kansas city coming together unified celebrating that you know our team won we did it again we went back to back something that hasn't been done since the patriots in 0304 so uh, i just wanted to get your, your your mindset on the whole you know the parade and everything it's definitely a lot of what you said, and you know, you, you when you go to a parade, and I've been to quite a few a few parades. You're going there just for joy, excitement. You're celebrating whether you know whether it's a team winning a title or anything going on. The last thing you're thinking about is somebody doing anything like that, you know, any type of violence. And and I, I saw so many people say that this is the sign of the times. You know, we're hearing more about mass shootings and and all these different types of um, terror we're putting on ourselves right now within our own community and within this country itself. It's just something that I think we're all tired of witnessing. We're all tired of dealing with. And, and you know, obviously that when you heard the news that it was children that were hurt as well, and, and you know, and a young woman losing her life in the process, it's, it's just something that you, it takes away all, not not just the joy, but just it, it makes you reflect on just humanity itself. Mm-hmm. Because you have to be a different type of person that, to have the mindset that I'm going to hurt people when we're all defenseless, we're all vulnerable, having a good time, enjoying ourselves. It's something to celebrate the city. 
and your first thought is we're going to plan to attack people. It, it's things like that that make it hard for people to say, how do I raise children? How do I have you know families in these type of atmospheres? And then you think about the players who are there. I mean, you saw, especially not just this year, but past years, Patrick Mahomes out there with the fans, hugging people, having beers with them. This is, you know, their way of the players showing their appreciation for the fans and, you know, back and forth. It, it creates such a, a horrible mindset moving forward when you talk about celebrations. Because mm. now nowhere is safe. You, you would think a place where it's 800 police officers on duty, you would feel a little safe. Mm. But even in that type of scenario, no one's officially safe. It, it, and it's a, it's a troubling feeling. You know, you feel for everyone involved and you definitely feel for um, the players because what, where does your mindset go? You go from this ultimate high to now mm. this low of lows when your city's hurting. You know, the city that's, that you're, you're representing, the city that you're celebrating, that's celebrating you is hurting right now. And it's um, you don't want to put the blame on them because th this has nothing to do with the actual parade, with the players. It has mm. nothing to do with them. Mm. It's just a terrible situation. And, you know, we'll see what happens moving forward. But it, it's some—it's just something that I hope, you know, you hope for everyone involved and or just people that were there in general, because you're never going to be the same mentally thinking about yeah. something like that. You just hope everyone can recover and is getting the help that they need. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, to speak to the players, you know, some of the players were, you know, involved in helping some of the people out, you know, Jarius Sneed and Trey Smith and, you know, uh, even Andy Reid, you know, he, he's helping a young man who's, you know, terrified, you know what I'm saying? And, and he's trying to talk him down. Trey Smith trying to help a little boy, he's probably like 10, 11 years old. And he's, you know, he's in the midst of a shoot, you know, a shooting and, you know, Trey's trying to calm him down. And, you know, it's just, you know, kudos to those players who came together and tried to, you know, make make light of the situation as much as they can and, and help some of those kids out, you know, in that, in that tragic time. Um, and, and kudos to, to the, to the man, to the two men who stopped that one uh, shooter, you know, that was running through the crowd, you know what I'm saying? They didn't have to do that. And, you know, to put their lives on the line like that and tackle that guy for the cops to come and get him was, you know, very brave. You know, I commend those, you know, those, those fellas. So, yeah, it's definitely a tragic situation, but, you know, <clears throat> Kansas City will, you know, get through this. You know, they're very strong Midwestern, you know, people, you know, family oriented, you know, people. And they'll get through this and we'll be stronger for this, you know, for sure. So um, I want to get into a little bit of off season, man. Um, we're here uh, in the off season. Uh, there's a lot of free agents, a lot of key free agents. That uh, the next probably few weeks, you know, we'll know <laughs> where Brett Beach and the Kansas City Chiefs stand. You know, specifically the Jerry Sneed, um, Chris Jones, most definitely. Um, then you got a few guys like uh, Tranquil and Willie Gay, and you know, guys like that. Who you know, we'll see if they bring them back. You know, MVS contract, are they going to cut them? Are they going to restructure? You know, <laughs> Mahomes, are they going to do something with his contract to open up some cap space? Like, what, what, what are your thoughts on, on the offseason and, and what the chief, what Brett Veach and his team has to do leading up to even just before we even get to the draft, just, you know, the, the in house moves? Well, the number one is going to be Chris Jones, no matter what. You know, as, as great, and obviously LeJarrius Sneed is kind of 1A or number two in that, that list. It's just that with Chris Jones, there's no one else like him. Yeah. You know, you can't afford to lose him. You saw what it was like just not having him through training camp, preseason, and then that one game to open the season. It, it, it made a big difference. So just what he brought to the Super Bowl, uh, this postseason run, Chris Jones is one of those players that I think for a long time, and for anybody that's been following the Chiefs, or just Chiefs fans, you always appreciate the effort he brought, but you're also kind of concerned, like, is he worth this amount of money? Is he, because I always felt like I heard these questions for the last three or four years regarding him. Um, is he worth this? Is he an elite player? Is he a superstar? I think he's proven every single year with the spotlight on him that he's going to perform. And to me, that's a superstar, no matter what. So 
the hard part, if you're Brett Veach, is how much money are you willing to spend and how many sacrifices are you willing to make around this? Because someone's not going to get paid. That's just yeah. the reality. That's the business of this of football. So a lot of guys, these are all Super Bowl champions, multiple Super Bowl champions. They're going to get paid by somebody else. Yeah, be paid like champions. You know, it's just that's the business of football. It's not personal, but for the Chiefs, for their long, for the long haul, you want to get a guy like Chris Jones back in there. Uh, Legereus Need, that's an interesting situation considering the fact that he's not going to get the type of money that he probably deserves because he he wasn't voted to the Pro Bowl. He wasn't All Pro. These are all little incentives that people look at, especially as an agent, and you say, okay, mm-hmm. this is the guy we have to you know, demand big money. So I think that might hurt him a little. I think the Chiefs have a good chance of bringing him back. But mm-hmm. uh, he's still going to get a pay raise if, if that's the case. Right. Um, Drew Frank will, he's proven how valuable he, he was. He played different roles on the linebacker core. Um, such a versatile player. Uh, you talk about those times when Nick Bolton was out and Drew Frank mm-hmm. just stepped right in and was very effective. So you yeah. look at that and you say, how how good was his defense? Would his defense be while Nick Bolton was out with the wrist injury and not having Drew Tranquil? So mm-hmm. his his stock is you know on the rise as well. He's going to be a guy that a lot of teams are going to look at. He loves in Kansas City, as you saw his reaction to everything, and mm-hmm. he's not afraid to take a little couple jabs at the Chargers. So <laughs> yes, yeah, he's a, he's proven that he wants to be a Kansas City guy. So I'm I'm interested to see yeah. what his role would be. And then you got to think about Willie Gay in that in that situation because you look about the linebacker core. Willie Gay is a guy that you know you you want to pay money to, but how much is he really worth? Especially if you want to keep Drew Tranquil, because remember Tranquil was kind of like a guy as like a backup who played mm-hmm. several roles, but he's yeah. good enough to be a starter. Yes. So who do, you, who do you pass on here? Is, is Willie Gay the guy you pass, or do you stay with Tranquil because they're both going to demand a significant contract? So it's things like that that if you're – I'm just throwing out scenarios that we don't know what Brett Veach is thinking here. But right, right, right. You're going to keep that in mind. Uh, just going quick to the offensive side of the ball, um, you're talking about a guy like Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Now, this time last year, everyone was like, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he's got to go. We don't need him. I, you know, you heard all these, these different rumors. Maybe he doesn't even want to be here. They didn't mm-hmm. pick up his option. This was last yeah. year this time. Mm-hmm. Now he's a restricted free agent. And you're probably thinking, okay, well, we still got Pacheco. Pacheco does get hurt. He does. You know how his running style is. It's going to demand attention. He's going to get hit a lot. You don't have Jerick McKinnon probably. I I don't know if he's a guy you consider bringing back again after his injury issues. Yeah. was very clutch when you needed that running back, a guy that could step in, be the every down back for a game, or be the third down back. He's very versatile in that, that aspect. So you have mm-hmm. to what type of money is he going to want to demand and how much money is he worth? And then you got to also think about what else is out there on the running back market or do you draft mm-hmm. the running back? So you see where yeah. it's like all these different questions come about. Is the mm-hmm. never a guy that may stick around? He may be elevated a little bit more. Right. Mm-hmm. You see, there's so many questions that when it comes to the offense, when it comes to the defense, and just this, this is a vast list of unrestricted free agents that Brett Beach has to look at. Um, I do want to throw out one more, the offensive tackle situation, Donovan Smith. I think a lot of people have mixed mixed feelings on Donovan Smith, right? Mm-hmm. If you bring him back, you have a guy that knows the system. He may not have been the perfect you know, left tackle, but he's a guy that knows the system. If you pass on him, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to get somebody in the draft? Who else is going to be fit in terms of a certain price range? that you want to get as the left tackle to protect Mahomes. I heard mm-hmm. people say, Joe Tooney, move him to tackle, and, and it could work like that. I don't think it's that easy. I mean, the guy's a Pro Bowl guard for a reason. You know, you got to mm-hmm. stay with what works. So just moving him because he's been so efficient at that position doesn't necessarily mean he'll be great at left tackle. So it's um, things like Yeah. No, go ahead. No, no, it's things like that that just make it – very interesting. Um, Allegretti, you know, he's been mm. with the team, what he did in the Super Bowl. You might want to keep him mm. as well. A lot of teams mm. are watching. This guy has the grit. He's willing to do whatever it takes to play, and he played yeah. well. So He did. So it's, it's things like that. Backup quarterback situation. 
No one thinks about that. Blaine Gabbert's out. He's going to be a free agent. They could probably keep him on the cheap. Odds are to keep him on the cheap. But, you know, Pat is not – he's not a, he's not getting that much older, but he's also a risk if he does get injured. You need to make sure yeah. that's – So I'm just looking mm-hmm. at these different positions, and I'm saying where do they need – I know people are going to think wide receiver. They need to look at a wide receiver. You're talking about guys that are going to – they're going to demand big money. Wide receiver is a diva yeah. position for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much money are you willing to put out there? Because you're, you're assuming Darius Tony's not going to be in the mix. You're assuming um, MVS may not be brought back. Sky Moore, there's still big question marks regarding how valuable is Sky Moore. Uh, Justin Watson might be the only one I can see coming back again. And I know there's some people that are not big Justin Watson fans, but Justin Watson and Patrick Mahomes have a great connection. He's reliable on so many different plays that we kind of overlook. Yeah, it'll be a lot, a lot to do for Brett Veach. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot yeah. of people are not going to envy his job this off season. I don't. No, you know, I don't. Left out is going to cause some controversy. Yeah. Um. To go back to Chris Jones, um, and the Jerry Sneed, because I think they're kind of connected at the hip when it comes to this off season. Um, and see who, um, because Brett Veach, one thing he is good at is finding corners. You know whether it be in the late rounds or, you know, he got went up and got Trent McDuffie and we see the fruits of that labor. Um, Shamar Connor, he looks like he's going to be a good DB. Mozzie Johnson, who's considered a starter <laughs> before he got hurt, you know, he's coming back. Um, I could see, I mean, I could see various scenarios, but I could see a scenario where they do give an extension to Chris Jones and franchise tag to Jerry Sneed and just say, okay, we can't come up with a deal with the Jerry's knee. We'll just let him play on the tag for the one year and then let him walk next year. And by that time, one of these young guys could step up. Maybe it's Isaiah Johnson. Maybe, you know, maybe one of those guys step up. You know, you know, Joshua Williams, Jalen Watson, they're still in there too. Um, or they draft the kid that the kid they drafted last year, Nick Jones. <laughs> you know, he he made he, he made some significant plays too. So, you know. Brett Veach and his team is pretty good at getting corners. So, and you, of course, you don't want to let a guy like Jerry Sneed go because he's locked down. And what he did this past season is, you know, you know, a lot of, you know, top tier corners didn't even do that. You know, they'll at least have a game where they give up, you know, some yardage or whatever. But he was locking down number one wide receivers all season into the Super Bowl. So, of course, you don't want to let him go, and you want to get an extension done. It's probably cheaper <laughs> to get an extension done with Legarius Sneed than Chris Jones, who's going to garner you know top defensive lineman money. You know, I'm talking Nick Bosa type money. You know, but and he deserves it. You know, what I'm saying. And then it's the age factor. He's going to be 30 this year. You know, do you want to make that investment in Chris Jones? You know, past 30. Um, do you do a three-year deal, four-year deal? Like that, there's a lot, you know, to be said about that. And then, like you said, on the offensive side, or still on defense, Willie Gay, um, it, is he going to cost money because of his injury history? You know, what I'm saying you don't know that teams might look at that and say, "Well, I don't know." These past few seasons, you haven't played a full season since you've been in, been you know, in the league. So maybe they take a pay cut off of that, or maybe they can get Willie back on a one-year deal prove himself to be healthy maybe you get Trank back on a cheaper deal that you know he wants to win another Super Bowl you know um it, it like you said it's many factors and then on the offensive side of the ball um I do think um they bring in a veteran wide receiver uh to upgrade over MVS um Justin Watson he signed a two-year deal so I wouldn't be surprised if he stays um, I still think they have a little hope and belief in Sky Moore. I just think that when they saw him, you know, kind of not have the season that they thought he was going to have, they put him on ice. It was just like, all right, young man, we're going to put you on ice. We're going to bring it back next season. And hopefully <laughs> year three, you, everything clicks for you. You know what I'm saying? Because some guys just take a little bit more time than others, you know. I'm not trying to compare him to Devontae Adams, but look at Devontae Adams' first few years in the season. He wasn't Devontae Adams that we all know now. You know, he, he wasn't he was dropping passes and doing all kinds of stuff. Green Bay wanted him out there until you know it finally started clicking with Aaron Rodgers. So um, 
yeah, there's a lot of moves. And like the offensive line is Wanye Morris, their guy. You know what I'm saying? They had him out there when Donovan Smith went down. He, had he played. He had a struggle. He had a struggles. He did. It was just you know rookie stuff. But I do also think he had some games. He played. He played. He was all. Right. He was solid. You know what I'm saying? You saw the potential there. Um, and I trust Andy Heck to get the best out of him. We'll see. Do they bring in another veteran? Do they bring Donald Smith back, or do they bring somebody else in? Um, there's some guys that are going to get cut. There's some Tyron Smith and the Trent Browns. Those guys. They can bring one of those guys in. Maybe he, they're an upgrade over Donovan Smith. Um, <clears throat> like you said, uh, Allegretti, does he, you know, garner some a market out there? Now, he coming off a UCL injury, does that hurt him? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The way they can bring him back on a cheap, you know, one-year deal to be, you know, swing tackle or whatever. Um, like you said, it's a lot. One name I forgot to mention, and um, – it's a shame I forgot to mention is a lot of people are probably not even mentioning at all, and we should be. McCole Hardman is a free yeah, agent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now he's an interesting one because besides being, you know, a Super Bowl hero for winning for the uh, game winning touchdown catch, he's a veteran now. He's been yeah. in the system, you know, pretty much his whole career, if you want to count that little time away with the Jets. He makes sense to bring back. He knows the system, he knows how to do everything in it. I think it'll be interesting to see what the price tag would be on him. I don't see it being that crazy significant. Um, I had the opportunity to speak with him about a day after the Super Bowl, and mm-hmm. he sounded like he was just happy to be with the team, that he, mm-hmm. he wants to stay with the team. And, and granted, this is right after winning the Super Bowl, so right, 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 not right. that wants to stay. Um, I had asked him about his time with the Jets and just making a transition back to the NFL, I mean, back to the Chiefs. And he was just saying how it just felt like a family. You just felt welcome back with open arms. So, you know, he was comfortable with the system. He knows how to get everything going. Him and Pat have that connection. He's a guy that could take a step forward because he's just always dealt with injuries for the last, especially the last two years. He's dealt with injuries. So mm-hmm. I just want to throw that out there and um, say McCole Hardman is a guy that he could he could be an interesting uh, free agency option. I, I, I know yeah. people are going to be like, he's not the star receiver that they think, you know. I think mm. he's interesting. He knows the system. He's got the speed. We all know that. So we'll see what happens. And it's going to be interesting to see how they really feel about Kadarius Tony. Like, does Pat want to keep him? <laughs> does Pat go to Ben Beach and say, hey, he had a bad year last year? You know what I'm saying? But you see the talent when the ball's in his hands, you know. Let's try let's try to re- reconvene it this year. Or do they cut him to let him walk? Um Receiver is going to be interesting because I don't think that they go out there and go get a T Higgins type or, you know, guys like that. Like guys, you, you, you could expect them to go get is like a, maybe a Tyler board, like somebody like that or Curtis Samuel, you know, somebody who can get open on their own, stretch the field, you know, speed guys. I, I, I could see something like that. I don't I see them going. I've heard break rumors. The bank. I've heard rumors like a Tyler Lockett makes a yeah. lot of sense. You know, a guy mm-hmm. a lot of speed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting what his price tag would be, but I could see him fitting in that offense. Yeah, 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 yeah. He could definitely, you know, he Andy Reid will definitely know how to use Tyler Lockett. That's the Andy Reid type of receiver. He likes those smaller five ten, five, you know, nine guys who speed. So he'll get the most out of them, whether it be, you know, route running, in the rounds, you know, whatever. They're gonna use him, you know, the right way. So um, like I said, receivers gonna be interesting. Do they get another receiver in the draft? You know, you know, tight end is another position that we gotta get because Travis is not getting no younger. Like, are we gonna get? Are they gonna look at a hair pair? Are they gonna get somebody to sit behind him for you know probably a cute couple more years? Because I think Travis probably got a couple more years in him. So did they get somebody you know in the draft? You know, that possibly could be the hair pair to Travis Kelly. Um, yeah, off season. Go ahead. Yeah, I do want to throw out that you said tight end. I mean, they still have as a restricted free agent Jody Fortson. Now Jody mm-hmm. Fortson has been with the system for so long. When he's healthy, which is not often, very effective. And yeah. he moves tight end. He's been very effective. He's a, he fits what they want to do. So you kind of like you can probably keep him on a cheaper value. Yeah. Have that depth, and you hope that he stays healthy because Blake, um, 
Um, you know, Blake might my Blake Bell might be out. There's a yeah. possibility this could have been his last run. So yeah. Noah Gray is always a wild card. So the Chiefs, I would say that yes, there is some urgency because you think about Travis's age and how much wear and tear, and he was playing hurt a lot last season. Mm-hmm. But you have options. You know, I can yeah. see maybe late in the draft, go tight end. I just can't see them signing uh, another big name tight end to go alongside. No, 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 no. I, I saw mm-hmm. some rumors about that, and I said I just don't see that being a realistic mm-hmm. option. No, I, I, I could see Brad Veach either getting, you know, somebody in like maybe the second and third round, you know what I'm saying, a guy who, you know, has the upside, you know what I'm saying, that they can bring in um, to sit behind Travis Kelsey. Um, and like you said, I, I forgot to mention running back. Like you said, CH, you know, Jerry McKinnon, um, do one of them come back maybe on a one-year deal? Um or, you know, there's a few options out there, you know what I'm saying? You know, like a Devin Singletary, he's a, he would be good in this offense, you know, especially as a pass catching, you know, running back or uh, maybe Austin Eckler. I don't think Austin's going to ask a lot of money. I know he's a veteran, he's been crying about the money, but I think he, you know, he would fit in that Jerry McKinnon role to where he, you know, you won't have to have all that wear and tear, you know, Kansas City Chiefs, they're good about, not putting a lot of wear and tear on their veteran running back. So if you have an injury history, and Austin Eckler does have that, you bring him in, you ain't got to worry about him being the man. You know what I'm saying? You got that for Pacheco. But you can bring him in on third downs and pass-catching situations because he can't catch out of the backfield. So he would be somebody, you know, interesting, you know, to come in. Let me ask you, would you go all in at running back because you got the Saquon Barkley situation it's a very, very touching <laughs> hole. I mean, he's tempting. He fits yeah. do, and he will. There's a good chance he's going to be available. So he, he is. Uh, nah, <laughs> I, I can see Saquon. I think he goes to Houston or um, somewhere like that. Maybe Dallas. Maybe Dallas takes a swing at him. You know, what I'm saying they go over the top, help Dak out, or I think somebody's going to throw some money at, at, at Saquon. Somebody who has a. a a quarterback with not a lot of money, so it'd probably be like Houston, you know what I'm saying? PJ Stroud, he's still on his rookie deal. I could see Houston trying to go all in. They saw what they got in this kid. We got to put some weapons around this kid. Nico Collins had his great season. Tank Dell looked like he was on his way before he got hurt. So we had uh, Saquon Barkley, maybe one more wide receiver on this offense, you know, support, secure some of the things on the D. Look at Chris. If we don't sign Chris Jones, Chris Jones walk. Chris Jones going to the Texans. He he would definitely be an upgrade on that defensive line. Him or Will Anderson, like, would be kind of scary, you know what I'm saying, seeing Houston like that. They would definitely be talking about them being Super Bowl contenders. So, um, yeah, I can see Saquon going. I don't, I don't see Saquon coming to the Texans. Would, would be, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm looking at I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah, yeah of having Pacheco running as hard as he can and then mm-hmm. not having because Barkley's issue is that he, he's the main option with the Giants. Yeah. So you give him a, you give him a chance where he doesn't have to get all the carries, you keep him fresh, you keep Pacheco yeah. fresh with him splitting carries. And he can line up as a wideout. Yeah, he can. He can. Now he, he's got a lot of Christian Christian McCaffrey qualities in him. Man. I yeah. get it. Trust me, if we didn't have Pacheco, I would entertain it, but I just think that they're going to go with a lesser value running back, whether it be draft or, you know, just, you know, like like I said, a Devin Singletary type guy. You, he's good, but he's not going to garnish you paying him like, like Saquon's going to want to break back. <laughs> Saquon wants to get paid. That's why he's, you know, him and the Giants have been going back and forth. Like, he wants to get paid, and he deserves it. He's, he was yeah. their best player on their team. So, Definitely. um. But yeah, um, going into the draft, what do you think that the Chiefs should do? You know, in the draft, I think immediately offensive line. I just feel like it would be yesterday. They have Wanya Morris, you know, good young talent, but I would like to see them even package some picks and pick up a a, a top tier tackle because mm. I feel like that's what they need. They need a young tackle they can mold with the system. Because going out in free agency and trying to do that is not – you saw Donovan Smith was one of the big splashes and Jawan Taylor last year. 
and Jawan Taylor led the league in penalties. Yeah. So I would like to see them build within the draft. I think Veach is, is very good when it comes to that. And see if they can find a, a tackle that will be a guy you could build for the next five to ten years. You know what I'm saying? You want to mm. find that guy and not just have to mismatch. You know, before that was Orlando Brown Jr. And they were always trying to find that left tackle. I'm not a fan of trying to move Joe Tooney to left tackle. I don't think that's something mm. they can do. I feel like in the draft, you got to look at the tackle position. And I, I think that'll make all the world's difference for that offense. But a Williams would have been a two-time Super Bowl champion had he had not nixed his, you know, <laughs> and not called Kyle Shanahan at the final hour and say, oh, man, we be back, we be back. <laughs> he would have he been the left tackle over here because he was about to pull the trigger on him before they got Orlando Brown, but it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is, man. But I agree. You know, I, I wouldn't be mad at an offensive tackle. Um, I wouldn't be mad at a – they probably might have to be in the market for another linebacker in the middle rounds. You know, Veach is going to find him a DB, you know, a defensive end type guy or whatever, one of those two in the middle rounds. Because um, we got to see, you know huh? – they franchise Sneed, you don't really need to rush to get another corner. Because no, 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 no. another thing that I kind of want to shut down people's opinions when they say, okay, let's need walk and just, just have McDuffie be the main guy. McDuffie is mm-hmm. an amazing slot corner. That's why he's going, that's why he's first team all pro. He's a slot corner mm-hmm. and he plays that position very well. Let him continue to grow in that position. I don't think yeah. making him a guy that's chasing around the top receiver uh, makes things any better. Like, let him stick to yeah. the strength. You do the franchise for Sneed. And then you still have all, you know, you have all the young talent already in the secondary. I don't think you need to go corner right away in the no. draft. I just don't see it. No, you you probably get wait to fifth, sixth round, find you a diamond in the rough type guy or developmental guy that you can bring in um, to compete. Um, and maybe he makes the team. Maybe he's a practice squad guy that you can still just keep on the roster. Um, but yeah, I think our secondary is fine. Like you said, we getting we're getting you know not just corner, but safety. You know, you got Shamari Connors, you get Nazi Johnson back. You still got J- Joshua Williams and Jalen Watson. Um, and not yeah, Nazi came in that same draft. Then you got Nick Jones. <laughs> you got Brian Cook coming back, you know, so they got talent. Yeah. I wouldn't touch so, the secondary at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't touch it either. All right. Uh, let me ask you this. Going into next season, I know we haven't had hit the offseason really yet. Teams are going to make moves. They're going to look different by the time August comes around, uh, or at least training camp comes around. What is that team that can possibly be the team that everybody's talking about next year to say, oh, that's the team that's going to give the Chiefs the challenge, you know, to get to the Super Bowl? You know, I have to go right away with the Chargers. I mean, you're talking about what they're going to do with Harbaugh, and you still you got Herbert, one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Obviously, got hurt, and they they can still bring in talent around him. They already had a talented team last season; they just fell apart. And mm-hmm. you got a head coach that is a no nonsense type of coach, for better or worse, depending on who you ask, who likes him, who doesn't like him. They're going to be contenders. He's all about winning. And the Broncos were a lot better last year than people gave them credit for. You saw the, the yeah, game Chiefs, you know, winning that game. Sean Payton, whether or not Russell Wilson is there, I doubt Russell Wilson returns. Yeah, he's a guy that's also in that same mentality where they got no nonsense coaches that are going to do whatever it takes to win. So mm-hmm. you saw what he did with Russell Wilson, who was having a good season. And he said, "Hey, yeah. we're, we're worried about our finances, and we're going to sit you regardless." And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that wasn't his quarterback. Yeah, right. that was Sean Payton's quarterback. So I look at the way those teams are just going to start forming. They're going to see some trades that are going to be made, especially with mm-hmm. the Chargers. There's definitely going to be a, quite a few trades. So expect yeah. some. Um, also, I can see oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I was like, I, you know, I agree with that. And then you look at the Raiders. You saw how hard they played this season. Antonio Pierce having the mm-hmm. full coaching job is huge so that mm-hmm. team could be tough so the afc west of course is always going to be tough but yeah. the favorites regardless 
But if right. you were to, just to name a team outside of the AFC West, let's not forget about those New York Jets. You know, they, they still have Aaron Rodgers for mm-hmm. healthy now. And even though he didn't play last year, him being in that system and then working with the head coach, because he, he fought to keep um, he fought to keep their whole coaching staff. Yeah. Because realistically, you could have saw the Jets looking for a head coach right now. He wanted to keep that coaching staff together. I look at the Jets as being always a contender. When you have a franchise quarterback, when you have a whole a future Hall of Famer, they're going to put pieces mm-hmm. around no matter what. Mm-hmm. So that's Those are my teams. I think the Jets are a team that you have to not forget because of the Aaron Rodgers situation. Yeah. Um, no, the Jets are, are really, like I said, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't get hurt, you know, they might be a playoff team, you know, for sure. Um, it's going to be interesting to see at his age, him coming off that uh, that uh, ACL tear, um, see how, you know, you know, those doctors, you know, yeah, see how, how he comes back from that. Um, you know, it did happen early in the season, so that's always, you know, it, it sucks to get hurt. I don't like seeing players get hurt, but it's always better to get hurt early in the season so you can come back possibly, you know, the following season uh, a little quicker. Um, I'm with you on the Chargers, Harbaugh. He's always, you know, he's a he's a great head coach. He may, you know, wear out his teammates. I mean, his team and, and owners, you know, with his his personality because he's real rambunctious personality, but. He's a great coach, man, and he did a lot of stuff, good stuff for the 49ers. You see what he did with Michigan going to the college ranks, even reporting from Stanford to San Diego State. To, you know, he, he he did some good things in college football. So um, he's definitely going to do good with the Chargers. Um, and him getting Herbert, he's going to, you know, possibly take Herbert to another level, you know, and we all see the talent with Herbert. It's just him getting to that next point to where he's, Talked about like the Josh Allen's, like the Joe Burrows, you know, because Mahomes is on his own island, <laughs> and then he needs to get the step over there with you know with the Josh Allen's and the Burrows and all those guys. So, um, it would definitely be interesting to see them. The Broncos are interesting because I want to see what they do at quarterback before I you know really you know look at them as a threat. Like, um, if I don't know if he's going to go young. Maybe he goes in the trap. Maybe uh, somebody like a Bo Nix drops to him and, you know, he takes a Bo Nix or, you know, maybe he sees something in J.J. McCarthy or, you know, one of those guys, you know, maybe a Michael Penix Jr. falls to him, you know, that, you know, he would, Michael Penix would actually be, you know, or Sean Payton would be good for Michael Penix, I think, you know, and I think they would match really well. Um, and then the, the Raiders, you know, they got the bravado with Antonio Pierce. He's going to bring that. You know what I'm saying? The team is bought in with him already. They love him, you know, from Max Crosby to Devontae Adams to, you know, everybody on this team. Let's see what, you know, what they do when they build around. Are they going to get another quarterback? They have to get a quarterback too. So we'll see. And then outside of AFC West, I would probably say, you know, like I said before, Houston. Watch out for Houston. If they make some few moves, especially on the offensive defensive line and get a few more offensive pieces, that team could be one of those teams that, you know, you look out for. Um, you Like you said, the Jets. If Aaron Rodgers can come back and be healthy and be the Aaron Rodgers that we know, you know, then, yeah, that team is going to be something because that defense is a championship level defense. It's just – Unfortunately, they had Zach Wilson out there playing, and you know <laughs> they're out there playing all you know all those minutes. Get tired after a while, and they you know they just check out after a while. So it's just kind of like whatever, we're gonna win this game. Um, I got two quick honorable there, mentions. Go ahead. Um, honorable mention Detroit. I think Detroit, after the way they collapsed in that title yeah, game, mm-hmm. they'll come back stronger because that's a young team. Um, they're gonna learn from their mistakes, and I think they're gonna be a lot more dominant this season yeah. coming up. And I also, agree. Cleveland. Cleveland okay. played well with Joe Flacco, who was sitting on the couch half the season. Mm-hmm. So you want to get Deshaun Watson healthy. You see how good this team can really be if they have mm-hmm. any quarterback. They they had like four or five quarterbacks start. Yeah, yeah. won eleven games. So yeah. there's a lot there with Cleveland. I think a lot of people sleep on them. 
Yeah, Cleveland is interesting. It's still, it's still, it's still that question mark with Deshaun Watson because we still want to see Deshaun Watson be Deshaun Watson of old, the Houston Deshaun Watson. Because his last people see his well, not his, but the, the season before, you know, they sat him out or whatever. He had a great season. You know what I'm saying? I think he led the league in passing yards a year. So, um. We all know that when Deshaun Watson was in his prime, he was one of the better quarterbacks. They were talking about Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes for a minute there before, you know, the Josh Allen and the Burroughs and all those guys took into the picture. They were talking about Deshaun Watson on the same level as Patrick Mahomes. So um, that's going to be interesting. And Nick Chubb. If, if Nick Chubb can come back and be the Nick Chubb that we know, because that was a nasty – Leg injury, man. That was very nasty. <laughs> yeah, it was a nasty leg injury. So if he can come back and be Nick Chubb, then yeah, they definitely and that defense is always going to be good. Um, Cleveland, the interesting team would be Ravens because they're going to lose. They they got a lot of just like how we got big defensive players. They have some defensive players they got to bring back, um, and I don't know if they can bring everybody back, especially. Uh, I don't. I, I'm sure Patrick McQueen, Patrick Queen is gone. I don't think he's coming back, but they better sign. I think his name Justin Anabike. They need to sign him back because he led them in sacks last year, and they're gonna need him. So I suggest they bring him back, uh, quick, fast, in a hurry. And you know what are they gonna do with Odell Beckham? Are they gonna keep him? Are they gonna cut him? You know what are they gonna do? You know, <laughs> so value is not the same as we were talking last year. Probably yeah. around. So it's gonna be interesting. I think he could probably keep him on a. On a cheaper deal, yeah, yeah, so yeah. There's options with that, and you know, I look at the team like the Ravens. Their window, they they started getting to that territory of how much is that window going to stay open for them to be a top right. tier tender? You know, yeah. the same way the Bills. I think the Bills are going to fall back a little bit. I uh, too. The Bengals. You never know with the Joe Burrow situation how healthy yeah. is coming back. So there's always these different question marks, but that's the fun of the NFL. You know, it's the offseason, there's the changes that are going to be made. The the draft mm-hmm. can change everything for one team. So it, it'll be interesting because the Houston Texans, just by getting a quarterback, a franchise quarterback last year, they went from a team probably nobody wants to go to to now being mm-hmm. the, the premier destination. You're talking about Saquon Barkley going there. You're talking about different defensive linemen going there. Everyone wants to mm-hmm. be the, uh, the Houston Texans right now. Yeah, yeah. Most definitely. And of course, there's going to be a team that come out of nowhere this year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Went from worst to first, you know, um, in their division or, you know, just one of those teams that become a playoff team that's viable. And you're looking at them. You know, another team on the NFC side is Green Bay. You know what I'm saying? They got talent over there. They had a few pieces over in Green Bay. And, you know what I'm saying? Jordan Love, he looked good for, you know, second half of the season. Looks like the real deal. And a lot yeah. of people are talking about him for, I'd say a majority of the season, and you saw in the playoffs, and I think he was even better than that. I think he had a streak where he had like 20 touchdowns, one interception towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yes. find a way to get franchise quarterbacks. Yeah, they do. They do. They do their homework over there. If he just didn't throw, I don't blame the first interception on him. The green light, that was just a good play. They bounced it off the receiver's hands and took green on hands. But that second one, it was just like, all right. Hopefully you learn from that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because like, you ain't never really been in these situation before. It was pressure. You had the ball, minutes on left. You know, this is you know, one and done. I get it. It's your first time. Let's see the progression from that. Like, take the check down. <laughs> you know, throw the ball away if you don't see it. So, they're definitely a team to look out for. But, no, it's going to be an interesting offseason, man. Um, it, it, you know, especially when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs, man. Like, they got, like you said, I do not envy Brett Veach, you know, at all. You know, I still think he's the best GM in, in, in the NFL right now. But, uh, yeah, he's <laughs> he's got some he got some decisions he's got to make. And uh, we're going to find out in a couple of weeks, man, what, what Brett Veach, you know, feels about certain players and what direction he's going to go, you know what I'm saying? Because he has made investments on his defensive line. Does you know what I'm saying? And FAU, that's another guy that we're gonna see next year. I, you know, he's play more next year. <laughs> he has yeah, 
Yeah, he's gonna have to play more next year. So, because Mike Dana forgot about Dana, Dana might be gone next year. <laughs> he, I'm sure he might get. I can see Dana getting a two, three year in with the Jacksonville Jaguars or something like that, like twenty million dollar deal, three years or something like that, and they put him on the defensive line or something like that. So, it's gonna be interesting. Eh? One of Steve Spagnuolo's favorites, Mike Dana. He's talked about him so much over the last couple of years. Because he just he just puts his hard head on and he just goes to work, man. And he, he you know, next thing you know, you look up, he's making plays. And that's another thing about this defensive line, Charles you he's probably not going to come back until, you know, midseason because of that ACS here. So, you know, like we're going to have to make sure the defensive line still, you know, attacked until he comes back. And hopefully he comes back ready to go, you know, because it's going to take him a minute for him to come back on that knee and trust it push off on it and all that good stuff so like i said we shall see man all right ed man i appreciate you coming on the show today man like always man it's always good talking you know football with you chiefs football you know nfl football going on you know things going on around the league i know you plugged in you know what i'm saying i know you talked to some of the players did you talk to anybody else you know after the super bowl uh, just McColl, um, you know, and I don't want to do a shameless plug, but I, you can check it out on the website on Chiefs on Chiefs Wire or okay. USA Today. You'll see it. So, the, or listen to it because it's audio as well. So it's, uh, it was a great okay. interview. And yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be an interesting off season. There'll be some more. So uh, keep keep tuned in. All right, cool, cool. All right, and like always, you're always welcome to come back, friend of the show. All right, brother, you have a good evening, and uh, till next time, brother. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Always a pleasure. All right, man. All right. Well, all right, everybody. Let's give a shout out to some of the sponsors. First up, let's give a shout out to Betus. Don't miss out on this incredible offer from Better Sign up now and receive 125% bonus on your initial deposit with Betus. You're not only getting top-notch sports betting, but also a generous boost to start winning big. Hurry and take advantage of the promotion using our direct link. Uh, and sign up today. Remember, terms and conditions apply. Only new users are eligible for this offer. So why wait? Join Betus now and experience the ultimate gambling experience. Also, shout out to Glitch Energy Drink. Glitch Energy Drink offers a wide range of delicious flavors to suit everyone's taste preferences. Whether you're into fruity flavors like Maori Punch and Cherry Bomb or prefer something unique like Blue Smurf Grenades, there's something for everyone. Glitch Energy Drink is not only great for gamers and workout warriors, but also for everyday people who simply need boosted energy. It's a healthy choice that you can feel good about. You can find more information and purchase Glitch Energy Drink at glitchenergy.com. Once again, Glitch Energy. Glitch Energy dot com remember to use the promo code ah chief pot get 10 percent off of your purchase and start enjoying the benefits of this delicious energizing drink if you look down at the bottom you see the leak link emqpodcast.com slash locker dash room if you click on that link you'll see the locker room access of all the podcasts under the Everyone, every morning quarterback umbrella. They have a 49ers one, they have a Patriots one, they have a Jets one, and they have our Arrowhead Chief podcast. Go ahead and click on the banner. You sell our episodes from the recent ones to the past ones. Also, check out their podcast, Every Morning Quarterback. They talk about everything league wide, NFL league wide, college football. They also give you betting tips for the week. So, go ahead and check them out. Whatever streaming platform you use, whether you use Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, whatever you use to listen to your podcast, Arrowhead Cheap Podcast is available. Also, if you're a first-time watcher on YouTube, uh, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, hit that notification button. So when we go live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, you can tap into the live, you know what I'm saying, whether we have a guest or not. 
could tap in, get into the comment sections like Nani, like like Joe usually, like Brian, like John, and a few other people that always blessed us with their presence in the comment section. You can be one of those people. So go ahead and hit subscribe right now. And whatever social media platform you use, whether you use Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitch, um, and Threads, whatever you use, Arrowhead Chief Podcast on there. Just type in AH Chief Podcast. Uh, follow us. We will follow you back because we are not Hollywood over here. We're regular Chief fans just like you. Uh, if Joe was here, he'd tell you we're Hollywood. Um, give us critiques, feedback um questions uh a topic you know what i'm saying whether you know regarding the chiefs or it, it could be nfl based but you know hit us up and if we like your question or your topic whatever you you know you trying to bring to the table we will shout you out on the show you know what i'm saying because we want to show love for the people who come on and support us go ahead and do that because we're trying to give you the best chief content we can give you so until next time people 